Hello and thank you for listening to episode 308 of 60MW. I'm Dave and this is another of our interview shows. And in this one I get to chat with Scott Reiniger, who plays Roger in the awesome movie Dawn of the Dead from 1978, which is a film that I have watched quite literally over 100 times. And so you can imagine my excitement at the news when Second Sight Films announced their new Dawn of the Dead set, both on Blu-ray and on 4K I immediately ordered the 4K version on day one, and as I sit here on Saturday, November the 7th, the tracking information says it's going to arrive here at 60MW Towers imminently. So you know what I'm going to be doing this weekend. There is a review of the Blu-ray set on our website. I'll put a link to that in the podcast notes. Also in the podcast notes are a couple of links to two other interview shows uh, that I've done. One is with John Harrison, who, among other things, played Screwdriver Zombie in Dawn of the Dead. And another is with Laurie Cardill, who played Sarah in Day of the Dead. So I take it that you're listening to this. You're a big fan of the George Romero zombie movies. Please check those out too. Easily done. Like I said, just check the podcast notes and links to those will be there. And so I had 15 minutes to have a chat with Scott. I was lucky enough to meet him earlier in the year before lockdown happened here in the UK at the Weekend of the Dead event in Manchester. Uh, Lovely, lovely guy. It was great to have another chat with him. Hope you enjoy it too. So here you go. Here's me and Scott chatting about Dawn of the Dead. In 1968, George Romero brought us Night of the Living Dead. It became the classic horror film of its time. Not that room! Not that room! Now, George Romero brings us the most intensely shocking motion picture experience for all times. It gets up and kills. The people it kills get up and kill. This situation must be controlled before it's too late. They are multiplying too rapidly. Dawn of the Dead. Meet me on the roof at 9 o'clock. Get out. I don't believe it. We're going to get out in the chopper. We've got to survive. Somebody's got to survive. They kill for one reason. They kill for food. They eat their victims. Imagine, if you will, that something has gone terribly wrong. Shoot it, man. Now, accept the fact that there's no escaping the horrible consequences. George Romero brings back the dead. Night of the Living Dead has ended. Dawn of the Dead is here. We must not be lulled by the concept that these are our family members or our friends. They are not. They will not respond to such emotions. Operator dead. Post abandoned. They never get out of the room. It's everywhere. What the hell is it? Looks like a shopping center. One of those big indoor malls. What are they doing? Why do they come here? Some kind of instinct, memory, what they used to do. This was an important place in their lives. We've got a war. I'm afraid. We have spawned our own savagery. Soon it will consume us all. It is a horrible, hauntingly accurate vision of the mindless excesses of a society gone mad. Destroyed on sight. When there is no more room in hell, 
the dead will walk the earth. We are down to the line, folks. We are down to the line. Dawn of the dead. Right, Scott, thank you for joining me. The The last time that I saw you was in February this year at the Weekend of the Dead in Manchester when the world was a very different place indeed. So It was. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Before we get chatting about Dawn of the Dead, which of course is having this amazing new release by Second Sight Films in November, uh, I'm sure yeah. everybody listening to this, your fans worldwide, and of course myself, how are you? How's, how's things over there? Are you okay? Oh, yeah, I'm... Uh... Myself, I'm fine. Um, I actually have been working on and off on Zoom uh, because um, I teach acting for film and for the stage. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that was, I worked with the American Academy of Dramatic Arts and also writing a lot. I'm using the time to write and wrap up a screenplay that I researched with my brother over a 10-year period. Um, And so that's been my my focus. it's been odd trying to teach acting on Zoom, but, yeah. you know, we're adjusting. It's not too terrible. It's not like being in person where you feel the person, personal energy and you're in, yeah. in the same space. Yeah. It's good to hear that, you know, you're, you're, you're staying busy and, and you're well and healthy. Yeah. That, that's all good to hear. And obviously looking yeah, forward to, to everything that you're doing as well. Um, Thank you. I mean, what's it like to be sat here in 2020 and we're talking about Dawn of the Dead, another release of it, and the the popularity of it just keeps growing. This fans like me that I mean, I've personally, it's the only film I've watched with no exaggeration over a hundred times. What what, I you. <laughs> what is it about this film that it just, unlike a lot of the people in it, it just won't die, will it? No, it's like a zombie; you can't kill it. That's it. Um, it's uh, it's very uh, awesome, actually, because. Obviously, we had no idea it was going to take on the life that it's taken on. Mm-hmm. No idea. None. Um, and it's just been pretty incredible that it seems to be more popular today than it ever was, which is no way you could think ahead and predict that. No. Um, you know, I just saw them. When I first read the script, I went, oh, my God, there's the most violent thing I've ever read <laughs> in my entire life. Um, and, and you don't get George's satire and humor until we started to shoot and go, oh, I see. Yeah. Because um, that doesn't come across on the page. But in his vision of the film, it came across when we started to shoot it. Like, oh, I see what's going on here. Yeah. And, uh, there was a lot of humor on the set because George has a great sense of humor. Um, so it was a very long, long hours, but a very relaxed atmosphere on the set. Yeah, because George is very organized, so he knows what he's going to be doing next. Yeah. So he can afford to relax. He gives the actors a lot of space. Um, and if we have ideas, he says, okay, fine, try it. Um, well, so he gave us a lot of freedom, you know, not freedom to change the frame, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just as acting freedom. So did you, you then had the opportunity to improv some of your lines then, did you? Yeah, we did, mm-hmm. Like uh, in the truck scene where the two characters, uh, Peter and Roger, are making fun of each other over the walkie-talkie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's all made up. We made that up on the spot. <laughs> that's um, great. I don't remember how we did that, but we did. Uh, <laughs> um, and there were things like running through the shopping mall and running through the store. Uh, 
and when we're running around and we're acting uh, kind of wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, a lot of that was improv. And you guys, you shot a lot of it at night when the, the shopping mall was, was closed as well. And one of the things I really love about the movie and your performance in it is the energy that you put into the character. So how tiring was it to expend all that energy all the time and to be filming during the nights on top of that? Uh, it was pretty tiring. Um, and it was odd, you know, sleeping during the day and being up all night for such a long period of time. Mm-hmm. It was like being in the twilight zone. Uh, it does weird things to your head um and yeah it it was it was exhausting but that not even a negative way in a like very fulfilling way yeah you know because we had nothing else to think about about except doing the film you know um so yeah it, it it was it was very tiring um but you know we were working what memory springs to mind for you? For, when you think about it all these years later, what, what's the first thing that springs to mind when you think back to Dawn of the Dead? Uh, George's uh, personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, just who he is as a person, because, uh, you know, if you didn't know him at all, um, you might think, okay, he's just horror film director or whatnot. Uh, he's a very generous person. Yeah. He's very, I'm sure you hear this over and over, but it's true. He's a very generous person. He's very kind. Um, and you, if you'd never met him, you'd have no idea he makes these horror films. <laughs> um, um, and he's a very cool guy. You know, and unfortunately, he passed away, but yeah. I went to his memorial service because uh, we remained friends over the years. Oh, that's good um, to hear. Yeah, we became actually very good friends. Um, and his wife, Chris Romero, previously named Chris Flores, she and I went to college together and we're in the theater department together. That's how we knew each other. Oh, that's great. I was at the Monroeville Mall just a couple of years ago. It was a few months after they put the bust of George up in there. Oh, yeah. Which mm-hmm. is, you know, is a great thing to have in there. I think as well, they should have some sort of statue or of all of you guys from the film in there to commemorate it. It's such a big thing. I mean, it's me. here's me traveling all the way from Wales, and one of the things I wanted to do while I was oh, in Pittsburgh was go to a shopping mall, which it sounds crazy to a lot of people, but it's become it's become sort of this haven, this mecca to a lot of film fans, hasn't it? It has. Uh, I remember in the last convention I was at, uh, I met these two people from Japan who I had previously met years ago in Baltimore at a convention, and they flew to come to the convention just for the weekend wow. from Japan. Um, very friendly, just very, you know, energetic fans. And But it's just that kind of dedication. I mean, you flew to, from Japan just for the weekend. They went, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh-huh, you bet. Um, so people have a lot of uh, dedication to the film, the ones that love it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it is so wildly and deeply loved by people. And I think the new generation of fans that are discovering it now, I think one of the things they don't realize is what a big deal a shopping mall was back then. Yes. Good point. Um, it was. It was very unusual. And at that time, there was an article in Newsweek that was a cover story that came out this is during while we were shooting the film called The Mauling of America. Mm-hmm. and about the future and what's to come. And I went, well, isn't that interesting? Yeah. You know, that's, uh, that's kind of interesting synchronicity. You know, how did George know that? 
Oh yeah. <laughs> He was uh, he was definitely ahead of the curve on that one. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Really, what can you remember the first time that you watched it, Scott? What was it? What was it like the very first time that you watched the final cut of the movie? Oh well, I guess the first time I saw the final cut, because prior to that, I saw a director's cut, mm-hmm. uh, was in the opening in New York at the United Artists Theater. What was um, that like for you? I'm sorry. What? What was that like for you? Well, uh, it was kind of uh, really exciting. Um, I had seen a director's cut before, so I kind of knew what was coming. Yeah. Um, but my biggest memory of that, and I've said this to other people, was my grandmother who lived in New York. You know, she's a dyed New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Um, she wanted to come see the movie, and I said, her name is Felice. I said, Felice, you do not want to come see this film. <laughs> you know, and I don't want you to see it. And she said, no, dear, I'm coming. She was very, very lovely, warm, and stubborn. Um, and I, I had no choice. <laughs> so I took her up to the opening, and we watched the film or sat in the theater. And then when they blew the guy's head off in the apartment complex, she grabbed my forearm. She said, dear, I have to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> I put her in a cab and sent her home. I said, I told you. I told you that you want to come see this movie. He goes, yes, dear, I wanted to see it because you were in it. <laughs> okay. Um, that's my biggest memory about the opening night in New York. It's great, though, isn't it? Because this is a film. It's got everything. It's got those huge gore effects. It's got humor in it. It's got you know, social commentary in it. George just threw everything in there, and it's, it's still so relevant today. Yeah, isn't that bizarre, huh? It is, isn't it? Yeah. It, it really Very bizarre. It's good, and a lot of the of the uh, indoor shots, of course, in the Mall, there's a lot that happens inside J.C. Penney's, which isn't in the Monroeville and it, Mall anymore, of course. Uh, Not anymore, no. What was it like filming all the stuff in there? Having, I mean, it's like a little kid's dream to have the run of big it apartment absolutely stores. Was. My kid in the candy store. Um, <laughs> now, all the set pieces or props that we used uh, were all brought in, you know, by the production company. Yeah. But it looks like it's, you know, everything belongs to the store or anything that we used in the store, I guess, was rented or purchased ahead of time. Um, but, yeah, that was a lot of fun, you know, running around, you know, um, in a mall and in a store, the pennies and, you know, running around with guns and being very, very silly. Uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Did you keep <laughs> anything? Sliding, Did you keep anything? Sliding down the escalator. You know? Oh, that, I mean, that's such an iconic scene, isn't it? With, with you sliding down there. That alone looks such a hell of a lot of fun as well so many people still want to do it yeah i you know in the script it says roger runs down the escalator that's what it says something like that um and i was looking at it and i said george what if i slide down the middle he went what i said what if i slide down the middle of the escalator and if you can have somebody spot me at the bottom yeah you know so i don't fall and break my back or something (laughs) he went uh okay and we did it, and we did it in one take, and that was it. That's amazing, isn't it? It's just something like that that just has, has lived in so many people's memories for so long and just love just love watching that. Yeah, it's incredible, you know. And then they put those nubs, those steel nubs oh, in the middle. Spoil everybody's you know, fun. Totally spoiled everybody's fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't know if they blame me for that or who knows. <laughs> Did you did you keep anything from the shoot, Scott? Have you still got anything from your time on Dawn of the Dead? That's a good question. Uh, no, I don't actually. Um, 
Savini, who I love and adore, he took a lot of stuff himself. <laughs> Even my costume, my SWAT outfit. Oh, wow. Um, and he took a lot of stuff. I don't mean that negatively. He just did. Yeah. You know, and I see him time to time at conventions. If there's, um, if there's one thing that you could have, what is it that you'd like to have had from that shoot? Um, uh, I think the SWAT outfit and also the, I had a Marine Corps ring, mm-hmm. which was a prop, probably those two things. And I've, I've got to ask as well, what was it like to be made up as a zombie? And what was it like when you first saw yourself made up as a zombie? Oh, well, um, the makeup took about, I don't know, have you talked to Savini at all? I haven't yet. No, I have, I have met him, um, oh, God, about 20 years ago, but I haven't recorded a show with him yet. Oh, uh, well, as far as I recall, it took about an hour and a half to do the makeup. Uh, it was uh, a really relatively simple process. Uh, what he did was he put this very thin tissue on my face and then he would spray me with some kind of solution. I don't quite know what solution was. Uh, might've been just water, but then he would blow dry my face and he did that over and over and over and over. Mm-hmm. So then as it dried, my skin would shrink. Yeah. Right. And we get all wrinkled up. And once he finished that part of the process, he put makeup on top of it. So there's no prosthetics. There's no latex, nothing. Wow, that sounds great. I think again, I couldn't talk. I think everybody that watches it would love to be made up as a zombie as well. It's one of those again childhood dream things, isn't it? Oh yeah, just, just kind of crazy. You know, couldn't couldn't predict how the film was going to have such a long life. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I know we've come to the end of the time. I could talk to you for hours, Scott. I really could. But on behalf of all of the fans worldwide and, of course, myself, like your, your character dies in the film, but your performance in it will, will live forever, and I'm so glad it does. And thank you for spending some time with me. And I look forward to, I mean, eight years' time, the 50th anniversary of it. Let's get back together oh and, and have another chat and spend some more time talking about an awesome film. I'll be ancient by then. All right. Well, lovely to speak with you as well. You too, Scott. It's been an absolute pleasure. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. And the alarm bell, as always, brings to an end another interview show. Another that, again, as always, I'm very excited to do. You know by now, I always enjoy doing these interview shows, chatting to people uh, whose work I really love. And to another day, like I said, my most watched movie of all time, having the chance to uh, have a bit of a chat with Scott was an absolute thrill. Again, please go and buy the amazing set from Second Sight Films. There will be a link in the podcast notes. Lots, lots of links in the podcast notes this time for you to check out and click on. It is the definitive set that's out there. There's so many different versions out there most of which I've got from VHS through to Laserdisc and DVD and Blu-ray and soundtracks on vinyl and so on. But this is absolutely superb. So again, please spend a few minutes to read the review on our website. I've got plenty more interview shows already in the can, as it were. Lots more being planned. And of course, across the whole team, we've got so many different podcasts for you to listen to. So whether you like interviews, movies, music, video games, we've got it all covered. We are 
the audio buffet of podcasts. So please, if you're new to us, thank you for listening. Have a look at what we do and have a, have a listen to the odd show. I'm sure there's something else that you like. And so until next time, thank you for listening. And we will be back again very, very soon.